Welcome to the Holistic Accountant Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to demonstrate how accountants must employ a holistic approach to help their clients maximise wealth. It's not just about preparing tax returns. So each week, Mina Abraham and I will discuss topics to help you better understand some of the things your holistic accountant can help you with. Okay, so today Mina and I are going to talk about franking credits. So they're sometimes referred to as imputation credits. Uh, it's very, it's a very unique system to Australia, um, but can be used uh, in tax planning and can be used uh, quite astutely with tax planning. So it's really good to understand, you know, need to understand the absolute detail, but really understand how franking credits work. Uh, and of course, these only apply to company environments. So franking is related to a, a company tax environment. So if you run your business through a company or if you've got an investment company, uh, that's when you need to know about franking credits. And essentially, they were introduced in the early 80s to avoid double taxation of profits. And essentially, what it means that if you if you have a company and it makes $100 worth of profit uh, and, it, and it's taxed at 25%, of course, you're going to pay $25 in tax. And so the profit after tax in that company is $75. Now, if, if that company then pays a dividend to its shareholder of the full $75, uh, when it comes to, it would be unfair to tax that $75 without giving consideration or having consideration to the fact that it's already paid $25 worth of tax. So what the uh, legislation really does is when the, when the shareholder lodges their personal tax return, they what's called gross up the dividend. So it's really the $75 plus the tax that's already been paid. Uh, and then that individual is taxed at $100 uh, and they work out what tax you need to pay on that amount, uh, less the 25 that's already been paid. So quite often, if you pay a dividend out into an individual name, there's a little bit of tax to pay, maybe 10 or 15%, um, but you're not taxed on that full income because you're getting that that credit. So that's how it works from an uh, individual's perspective. Uh, but Mina, what are some of the um, uh, strategies that we can put in place and how do we use franking credits? Um, record keeping is imperative when it comes to franking credits. Um, I, you see sometimes uh, in a, a lot of tax returns, company tax returns, that unfortunately accountants don't keep track of the franking accounts. Yep. Um, and this is where basically it's, it's a record of all your tax credits or your imputation credits. So it's really important that you know it's accurately kept so that you can actually you know apply it to your distributional dividend strategy to benefit from it and potentially receive some tax credit refunds in your in your personal name. So Mina, how do, what are some of the considerations we think about or take into account when deciding you know what dividends to pay, who to pay those dividends to, etc. Yep. So the imputation credits or the franking credit only arises when you've actually paid the tax. So for example, if you've got a tax payable of $100 as at 30 June 2022, you don't actually get the uh, franking credit until you've paid it. So sometimes it's you, you'll pay it post 30 June 2022. However, if you prepay it before 30 June, you actually get that ta- the tax credit in that financial year. So that means you can get the tax credit earlier and pay a dividend in that in that financial year. So you don't actually have to wait another financial year. And sometimes that can be advantageous. For example, if we want to maximise a person's borrowing capacity, for for instance. So whilst it might seem counterintuitive to pay tax before it's due, 
uh, in the scheme of things, there might be uh, other benefits of doing so. That's right. Or it could come down to whether there's a certain beneficiary or shareholder who might be at a lower tax rate that year. Yep. So if they're, say, earning you know only ten or $20,000 that year and you stream the franking credits to that, that sort of beneficiary or shareholder, you can actually get a refund of those tax credits or franking credits. So it's really important to have a, a, a strategy around when you want to pay the dividends, where you know when you, you should be paying your tax up front as well so you can actually benefit from it in that particular financial year and i think it's important for people to understand because we get to because we we continue to uh, account for the franking credit so it's a it's a balance that's always brought forward it's not like it's it's gone forever you can always utilize those franking credits so whilst it does seem counterintuitive to pay more tax or more tax sooner um, I think that's a really important point because at least we can we can bank those franking credits and we can pay a dividend out in the future if we wanted to when we know we've got lower income elsewhere outside of that that company group. That's right. So it could also be a good strategy when you know if you're close to retirement um, or you're looking to sell the business and you expect your taxable incomes to to reduce in the near future. You know, it'll be good to sort of park those franking credits for as long as you can until that that business is sold, and then you can potentially get some credits back for all those taxes you've paid previously. And even if you've got surplus income profit that you want to actually invest, for example, if I wanted to invest it in the share market, sometimes what we will do is distribute that profit, particularly if we've got a a trust in in place as well, into a non trading company, um, and so we might end up paying twenty five or thirty percent. Uh, of tax on on that profit Um, and then we might go away and invest that money in the share market and so forth but the point is that we've always got the credit for the tax that we already paid so eventually once that client retires or you know winds back their their working hours and so forth we can pay a dividend out of that non-trading investment company and still get the credit for the tax so it's quite possible that what we do is really park the profits in there for a period of time invest them and then draw those profits out in the future and potentially, I mean, it depends on how many individuals we can distribute to in their taxable income, but potentially pay no tax ultimately on the profit, but we've just parked it for the for the time being. So uh, there you go. That's uh, franking credits. That's why they're really important. Um, and uh, particularly your holistic accountant needs to have a really good strategy on how you're going to distribute profit and uh, what dividends you're going to declare from year to year to maximise the benefit of franking credits. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Accountant podcast. To find out more, please visit holisticaccountant.com.au.